to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. This is your weekly podcast, delivering you the insight, ideas, and inspiration to successfully change and transform in our ever-evolving world of retail. Enjoy listening. Hi there, welcome to episode 190 of the Retail Transformation Show. My name is Oliver Banks. I'm your host and I'm a retail transformation specialist. I work with retailers as a coach and as a consultant to help them transform, in particular by defining their ideal operating models and then building and delivering the change roadmap to realize them, to bring them into fruition, delivering profitability and customer experience. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Live stream shopping offers plenty of opportunities for developing and growing your retail business. It was, of course, the topic that we dived into deep in the last episode, episode 189. But it is important to recognise that live stream shopping isn't necessarily for every single retailer. And it certainly is not a guaranteed path to success. If you do find those guaranteed paths to success, by the way, do let me know. (laughs) But last time we did dive into the whole movement, the whole trend of live stream shopping. And this time we're continuing it, but with a particular focus on building the live stream shopping operating model for your organization. By defining an operating model, it allows you to consider your approach more intentionally, more strategically. You build consistency so that you can deliver, in this example, a live stream shopping experience at a high level and deliver it repeatedly, time and time again. And essentially, in today's episode, we are going to answer the question, how do you do live stream shopping? Now, a couple of caveats just before we do get into this episode. Due to the time constraints of having a podcast episode here for you, that doesn't take hours and hours. This is not going to be an exhaustive review and detailed operating model, partially because, like I say, time constraints, but also it needs to be customized for your business. So we are going to highlight a number of proverbial blanks or open the questions for you today so that you can customize it and make it relevant for your business, for your organization, for your category, and of course, for your customers as well. So whilst we're not going to have the time to explore to the nth degree here, absolutely take this and then build in more detail. Define the processes and the procedures and the policies that you and your organization will need to put into place. Detail out what tools you're going to need or if there are any templates or, of course, if there are training requirements that come out of the session today. And as with all operating models, I'd encourage you to scale the detail in line with how serious you are about this particular initiative. If you are doing a simple pilot, a proof of concept, then more of this can be winged, so to speak, and discovered along the way. But as live stream shopping and if live stream shopping becomes an integral part of your business and your strategy, then you're going to want to build up the effectiveness, make it more efficient and increase the consistency in terms of both reliability and repeatability. And the final caveat before we do get going is that 
Today, we are going to assume that live stream shopping does make a good business decision for your organization. Although, as you get a measure of the work and the investment required, it may be prudent to revisit and review the business case and the customer need for live streaming. The show notes for today are going to be at obandco.uk slash 190. That's obandco.uk slash 190. And whilst you're over there, you'll find the links to the Retail Transformation Briefing, the weekly email newsletter that gives you the headlines that are happening from around the world of retail, and in particular, the trends that we're seeing as they emerge. Sign up for free on the show notes. And also, if you recognize that you need to define your operating models, either it's for a new proposition, a new business unit, or a new initiative where you want to get into the detail, you want to understand how this is exactly going to work, or perhaps you're thinking about an operating model for an existing part of your business that you want to continue to optimize and transform. Either way, do get in touch. Email me, oliver.banks at obandco.uk or message me on LinkedIn and let's have a conversation. You'll find those links on the show notes at obandco.uk slash 190. So let's get into this. Let's build out a live stream shopping operating model. And we're going to actually start with a vision, which arguably isn't part of the operating model, but should feed the operating model because there are some important considerations. You don't want to just launch into doing live stream shopping. You do definitely need to think about and get agreement and alignment to what the purpose is for doing live stream shopping. Is it to act as a sales channel? Is it that you can sell more stuff? Are you looking to engage your customers more? Is it about building loyalty and love for the brand? Is it about giving exclusive access or previews for new releases or new ranges or new seasons worth of kit? You know, think about why that live stream is going to exist. What purpose does it play within your business from both the company's perspective, but also from a customer's perspective? You know, why should a customer be excited that you are going to be doing live streaming? Why is it that they can't get this experience elsewhere already? And from there, it really prompts a big question of who is your audience? Are you looking to get existing customers to watch the live stream? Is it about engaging with new customers? Is there a particular niche or subcategory within your broad customer group? And then also with vision, you know, we are talking about live streaming here. So do make sure that you are asking the question, why are we doing this live? Why is it not recorded? And hopefully the answer is going to be about engagement with customers happening in a live way. But what does that engagement look like? What is it that you are looking for your customers to do? So start with vision and purpose and think, why are we doing this live stream? And that is, of course, going to play into the rest of the discussion. And as you'll hear, there are many different aspects of the operating model. But we're going to start with ownership because this one could be quite contentious, I think. Who owns live stream shopping? Is it part of marketing? Does it sit within the social media team, for example? Does it sit within the advertising team? 
Maybe it's part of e-commerce and whatever your online organisation looks like. Is it a completely new organisation perhaps? Or does it fit in with your wider and existing retail business? Or is it actually an offshoot of IT in some way? Now, where it best sits in terms of ownership is going to be dependent on your vision. If it is more about building brand loyalty, it's going to sit better probably with a marketing team, maybe even a brand team. If it is about selling more, it's probably going to be best sitting with an e-commerce team. So do consider that purpose as you decide where it sits. But let's be honest for a moment. This is going to be a cross-functional initiative. There are going to be plenty of teams involved, but you do need someone to spearhead it. You do need someone to own it, both as a development activity, but also in a longer term as well. And whilst we're thinking of ownership, again, it's probably pretty obvious, but this is going to be something that scales, a bit like social media was many years ago. At first, it's going to be a part of a role within an existing team, most likely to make it an efficient investment for you. But as it grows and it becomes more successful and it can wash its own proverbial face, then it's going to become a bigger team that is specifically focused on live streaming. So from ownership, let's move into the platform. What is the technology and the technical capability that sits behind this initiative? Now, I strongly believe that this the platform decision, should not be the main focus of your live streaming operating model. There are many other aspects, but the platform is going to be an essential decision. And ultimately, without a platform, there is not going to be a live stream either. So how are you technically going to pull off this live stream shopping event? Firstly, you need to choose a channel. Now, it is possible to multi-stream to multiple locations or multiple channels, Stream into YouTube, onto TikTok, into Facebook, onto your website. But it's important to recognise that all of these different platforms or different channels bring a different customer base. So it may not be suitable to do one stream for all. You may be better off doing multiple different streams to best appeal to each channel. The content could be largely similar. The products could be largely similar, if that makes sense, of course but you can just personalise it a little bit more to, for example, the TikTok audience. It's also worth considering that the different channels tend to be optimised or standardised to different proportions. At the most basic level, are we talking about landscape versus portrait? But then as you get into more detail, you need to be thinking about where a button's going to be placed for watching on a mobile or a desktop. Are there any other considerations from the platform's perspective that you need to cater for for the rest of the operating model? And I strongly believe that you can't cater one type of content for both portrait and landscape formats, certainly not whilst making the most effective use of all of the space available. And I think what's important to think about here is live streaming is not just about doing a one-to-many broadcast one size fits all, right? But it is about offering more personalization, more consideration, making an individual person, a customer, an audience member, more connected to your brand and your product. Also, as you are considering the platform, you're going to need to think about what capabilities do you want to be able to fulfill the purpose of doing live stream shopping? 
For example, if it is a sales channel, then you are going to want to make sure there is very easy access to buy products. Or if you are doing live demos of a complex product, you're going to want to think about having multiple cameras or multiple locations even. If it's about exposing your brand to new customers, think about how you will share, you an audience member that is, on social media. How can you drum up that excitement? Think about the live stream itself. Is it going to be available to watch later? Is it going to be only a one-time thing? Are you going to repurpose the footage? And if so, how are you going to get the recording, the MP4 recording or whatever video file the platform creates? How are you going to chop that up? Is there longevity in the content that you create? And can it be reused in any way? If we're talking about live stream shopping, how are you going to connect that live stream through to your e-commerce store? Do you? Or can you actually complete the transaction within the live stream platform? Are you okay to do it within that platform? Or do you want to send people off to your own website? And if they do that, are they going to drop from watching the live stream? What does that customer experience look like? Are you going to be able to differentiate a live stream order from an organic order? That is a customer that did not watch the live stream, but happened to place an order perhaps at the same time. You know, is it that you're going to be using discount codes or tracking cookies or other tracking solutions, etc.? And it's important to define what that customer experience will be like because it's going to impact and change a number of different elements in your operating model. Also within the technical capability are the physical aspects to consider as well. What's the location? You need somewhere quiet with stable internet, access to products, enough space for all of the different technical gear that we'll touch on in just a moment. And also, does that location have a relevant setting, something that feels familiar with your target audience? And there is a lot of technical equipment to consider as well, from an audio perspective with microphones, etc., from a visual perspective with cameras and camera angles, from a lighting perspective, as well as having screens for the hosts or the presenters to be able to see the comments and the engagement from the audience as well, as well as all the laptops and phones that you're going to need to be able to physically put on the live stream, as well as a whole load of backup equipment if needed. So the platform choice is going to be important and there are a number of different technical elements to put on the live stream. Now these are essential, but I don't want them to form the center of your decision-making as you go about this because there are a huge number of people considerations, both from a customer, but also your own people as well. From a marketing perspective, you know, think about how are you going to advertise and build the audience? Are you looking for new customers or existing customers? Do you have that ideal list, that ideal segment, or do you need to build it and define it? You know, think about what is the promise that you are making to customers or people that watch? Why should they watch? because a live stream has elements of audio and visual. So it is more intensive in terms of attention. And there's so much going on, lots of distractions around. So what is the promise that you are making that encourages a customer to say, yeah, I'm gonna watch this particular live stream with my very precious time. You know, think about how are you going to help people to spread the word? 
do you want them to spread the word? Or is it actually something that you are putting on as an exclusive bonus for perhaps your most loyal customers? You're going to need to think about what times and days work again for your customers. Are you going to want people at home where they've got stable internet? Will people need the time to focus? Depends on how long your live stream is. Is it something that you could fit in during a lunch hour, for example? Or is it going to be better in the evening or another time of day? Like I say, live stream content is more attention needy than something like social media. And as you're thinking about times and days, you're going to want to schedule the show so that people know what to expect, how long the live stream will last, what they're going to see, and of course, when and how they can access it. Also, from a marketing perspective, you're going to need to think about the branding. What is the name of this live stream show? How does it look? How does it connect to your bigger brand? So lots to consider from a marketing angle. Moving on, people is an incredibly important part of live streaming that I think can get quite easily forgotten. At the most basic level, who is hosting or presenting the live stream? You need a real life person on screen and maybe some additional people as well. So who are they? And more specifically, what are the key skills that you are looking for? Again, this is connected to the purpose. Are you needing them to have great sales skills? They're also going to need camera presence. They're going to need to be able to build rapport with a lens and also with a stream of customer engagement currently in the format of thumbs up or emojis and written comments. They're not going to be able to necessarily see the audience member and what their reaction is. So that takes an individual skill, as we've all learned getting onto Zoom calls and Teams calls over the last couple of years, right? The host or the presenter needs to be able to deal with high pressure environments. And they also need to be able to deal in a chilled out way when things go wrong, because they absolutely will go wrong. Even the most professional live streamers, for example, in China, explain that things do regularly go wrong. So this is part of it. You've got to be used to it and you've got to know what to do and just be able to take it as a human, because actually I think people quite enjoy watching when things go wrong in a little slightly uh, <laughs> sadistic way, right? But whether it's the internet cutting out or a power issue, an unexpected distraction or interruption, whatever. Now, of course, depending on your investment level and how serious you are taking this, you may want to build up the production capability to be able to deal with issues. You know, think of a live television channel. It has lots of backup plans if things go wrong, such that they can switch to a different presenter or add in a different segment, for example. But having this sort of production capability and expertise is expensive. So is it going to be worth it for you? It depends, like I say, on how big this is for your strategy for your business. Still thinking about people, engagement with the customer is a key part of live streaming. As we've spoken about, audience members join with the desire to connect with your brand and more specifically, the person, the host, the presenter that is humanizing and representing the brand. They are the face of the brand. So think about how is this engagement going to happen on brand, both from a technical perspective, as well as on-screen comments, or maybe even adding audio guests to build up more engagement with customers as well. And as the presenter becomes the face of your brand, 
it's important to think, how are you going to compensate and reward the host or the presenter? How are you going to motivate them? Are they going to be working, for example, on a commission element? But also you need to recognise that it is not a one-person show, although that might be all that the customer sees. There's a huge amount going on behind the scenes too, which we'll come to in just a moment. But I would encourage you to think about this like a restaurant where you have the front of house and the back of house. So you have your front of house team, your waiters and waitresses who are interacting with the customer. And so the customer is tipping the waiter or the waitress, but they can't do their job without all of the back of house support making it happen. So what's your strategy here when it comes to sharing tips? Is it what the waiter and waitress earns themselves or do you share it as a team? You're going to need to think about holiday policies and how far advanced notice period you want that aligns with the planning. You're going to need sickness backup with a relevant individual that can seamlessly slip in at a moment's notice. And then think about, actually, if you've got a pool of relevant people that can do this, how do you give them opportunities for practice? What's the training and the development that you are going to need to offer this group of people as well? And actually, are we going to see a bidding war for the best live streamers to join your team? But the people consideration is not just the host or the presenter. You also need to think about the production team as well. Now, in its most basic form, this could be done in a DIY style by the host, by the presenter who clicks on the go live button and clicks on the stop button. It can be very simple if you want it to be. And that's one of the beautiful things about live streaming. There are so many different options to tailor it to what it is you want to achieve. But let's say you want to do something a little bit more professional than a DIY style live stream. You may think about building an in-house team or hiring in external experts. If you're going in-house, you're going to want to think about all those elements that go with hiring a new team in terms of org planning, in terms of management, in terms of job specs, compensation and so on. Equally, if you're going for an external agency or partner or supplier, you're going to need to think about what does that supplier engagement look like? How are you going to make a decision as to who is the best partner? Equally, as you are thinking about the production team, you're going to think about what are the production specs and requirements that you're going to need in terms of photography style, multiple angle, multiple formats, different scenes and locations. If you're going to need any additional elements for video content or live polling, etc. And think about what is the production team going to need to do and who are they going to need to be to be able to deliver all of that. And then the other important task for the production team is around monitoring comments and engaging with customers, as we've already spoken about. My assumption here is that the host of the presenter is not going to be able to go through the comments in detail. They need someone there to review everything, maybe multiple people, depending on how fast that stream is happening. And then that production team can highlight specific comments to the host, to the presenter to pull out and engage in a bigger way. Let's zoom out of live streaming for just a moment. We'll come back to more of that later. But there are a number of wider interactions and impacts to the bigger operating model for your business. From a commercial angle, how are you going to decide what to sell? And are you specifically selling? Again, linked to the purpose, right? So your live stream team are going to be needing to work with your commercial team to build out the live range. You know, are you going to be having live stream exclusives that can only be bought 
on the live stream. Is the live stream range going to need to integrate with the trading and promotional calendars? So if something is on sale on live stream, it's in the same price in store or online or on any of your other channels. And equally, by working with the commercial team, you're going to need to think about how you can blend the live stream volumes and forecasts as an additional channel or maybe as part of online. But somewhere you're going to want to think about what am I going to sell on the live stream versus sell in other channels as well, especially as your live streaming becomes a more significant channel, a more significant chunk of revenue for you. From a merchandising perspective, again, you're going to need to be thinking about what is your live range and are those products going to be featured in stores or online and how can you make them in a prominent position at a time relevant to the live stream so that as a customer, you see something on the live stream and you go into store and there it is in front of you. Or you go onto the website and again, there it is in front of you. You become more familiar with the range and it's another exposure point where someone is increasingly familiar with your products and with your brand and just needs a small little nudge into buying. And that could be the perfect thing, right? Especially if you've got stores like, oh, I remember seeing that product on a live stream. Look pretty good, actually. Let me have a look at it. The supply chain is, again, an important factor here. I'm assuming the supply chain is going to work a lot like your e-commerce supply chain, assuming you have one of those. But it's going to need to be in place to sell quickly, especially if you have a limited edition range or a live stream exclusive that is going to sell at a fast pace. Depending on how you're doing your live stream, you may also need to think about how you can collate single items purchased individually into a combined order, especially if your customers are buying one at a time during the live stream rather than adding something to the cart. Your customer service center are going to want to be aware. They may get technical calls from customers that are trying to watch the live stream but having technical issues. But they may also get calls after the event as well, asking more questions relevant to what was discussed on the live stream. In a similar way, are your store teams aware? And can they play a part in that live stream journey as well, encouraging customers to tune in to the live stream beforehand and then making the most of that live stream traffic afterwards? And actually, as you are thinking about your store teams, can you multiply the impact of your live stream by hosting it from a store? Or can you stream into the store when it's open and perhaps even supplement the live stream with some related content or events that are happening live in front of you if you go into store to engage with the live stream? And that triggers off a whole load of thoughts about store colleagues of the future and are they going to be creating video content as part of their future remit? especially if you are creating micro-influencers in-store that have the opportunity to go live and do live streaming with the company's backing. Also, as you're thinking about wider operating model interactions, think about returns policies as well. How are your live stream returns going to relate to your online returns? And how will customers be able to return things? Are you going to be able to take a live stream order into a store and get a refund? How is that going to work? How are your store colleagues going to be able to access and initiate the refund? Equally, will you be able to determine the root cause for your live stream returns so that in future live streams, you can make a particular reference 
to those root causes, either to set the right expectation or minimize returns, or even just encourage customers to buy, depending on what it is you're trying to do. Let's move on from thinking about the wider operating model impacts to the live stream itself. In the most basic form, what are you going to be talking about? How are you going to set expectations at the start of the show, even before the show in the marketing and the advertising? Similar to what we were talking about earlier, how are you going to build up a detailed agenda in terms of what products are going to be featured on the live stream? Are you having guests coming in and going out? Are there specific conversations that you want to start? Or maybe engagement questions to put out to the audience? Are you running polls? Are you wanting customers to access links? Or are there going to be pop-ups appearing? Think about what that whole customer experience is, as we were saying earlier, and how that relates in to the bigger purpose of your live stream initiative. And I'd really encourage you to look to the lessons from home shopping television, like QVC. You know, a great product pitch on QVC, let's say, would have a live demo using the product. If it's a piece of clothing, you've got a model wearing it so you can see how the product falls. If it's a piece of cooking equipment, for example, you want to see someone using that, putting the ingredients in, cooking, whatever it is. So live demos are a really important part and it helps an audience member envisage using the product as well, right? Equally, you may want to be interviewing the brand founder or a designer or another expert to really get the inside scoop. Again, this is something that you can't get usually. So it's a nice little perk, a reason to watch. Maybe you want to throw in some testimonials or reviews from existing customers or even influencers. Perhaps you're wanting to do a, an unboxing exercise, which YouTube has made insanely popular, but showing off what's in the box. How do you set up the product? How do you assemble it? Again, this is getting the audience to envisage what it would be like to make that purchase. And the presenter or the host is going to need great familiarity with the products in question, depending on what you're going to do. They need to know how to use it. They need to be confident and capable. If they are fumbling, it shows badly. I always think it's amusing on The Apprentice when there is the home shopping task and you suddenly see this confident and capable element coming unstitched, let's be honest, where the presenters and the hosts don't have that familiarity with the product. They're making it up as they go. And it comes across to you as an audience member, right? And so you don't want that to be your customer experience for watching a live stream. And so to overcome that, prep is key. Prep time before is so important. It's not just about technically getting set up and hitting the go live button. It's going to be so much better, so much more polished if it is practiced beforehand, both from a host or a presenter's perspective, but also from the production team's perspective as well. But with the prep, you don't want to make it too scripted though. But there's also the product preparation as well. Getting the right products there, the demo products, and you're going to want to make sure you've checked them over, even if it's doing an unboxing, right? You do not want to be live streaming if there is a broken or a faulty item, or if you open up the product and, oh, look, it doesn't work right out of the box and I didn't realise that, or something's gone wrong. Now, that's going to be amusing for the audience. And that's why we're talking about earlier, one of the key skills is about 
dealing with the unexpected under pressure when things go wrong. But you are going to think about how do you minimize that? How can you check things over beforehand? How can you make sure there are backup products on hand? And ultimately, you're wanting just to double, double, double check everything first, right? You also need to think about if there are any additional props or additional people required. For example, ingredients or accessories or particular models. And you're going to need to let the host and the presenter time to familiarize, as we were saying, familiarize with the products if they're setting it up. How do I do that? What are the different stages? Get very familiar with those instructions. And whilst prep is important, it's also important to think about the content and the live stream afterwards as well. Think about reviewing it. What went well? What could be improved? Watch back the live stream, especially for the host and the presenter as uncomfortable and as awkward as it is. It's important to think about how it went. What was it like? from the audience's perspective? Did it flow nicely? And equally align the actual footage of the live stream with the data, which we'll come back to in a little bit. But were there particular points where you had big viewer drop-offs? Why was that? Was there a purchase spike? Why was that? Also, after the live stream has finished, think about follow-up and retargeting. How are you gonna make the most of non-buying viewers? Do they need longer to consider the purchase? Were there unanswered questions from the comment stream. Are you going to want to segment your live stream customers so that you can make sure they are invited to future live streams? What does that whole follow-up process look like? You're going to want to define that before the live stream so that when you click end, you know what that follow-up is. You're not trying to define it on the go. And for all of this, you're going to want to think about what does the continuous improvement look like? We touched on that review element, but this is not just specifically about the watchback, but all of the process, how everything went, what could be done better, what went well, and what are we going to do next time? Data is an incredibly important part of live streaming, as it is with e-commerce. So firstly, think about what data are you capturing? And this is going to be particularly relevant to what platform you are using and therefore what data you can actually access. Now, I do honestly believe there's a bit of chicken and egg here, but you need to think about platform and data as one decision. And of course, as you start thinking about orders and existing customers, this is going to open up a whole load of questions and conversations about building a single view of the customer. Perhaps you've already got it for online and in store, but how do you then add a live stream customer into the mix as well? And then as you're thinking about your metrics, you're going to want to think about what does success for your live stream look like. Now, to work this out, you're going to need to go way back to your vision and your purpose, which is why it's so important. It touches on everything, but that will help you to define what your success looks like. And therefore, with the data you have, how are you going to portray and tell a story whether the live stream was a success or not? You know, some of the metrics that you may want to be thinking about are around total registered if you need to pre-register total viewers? And is there a conversion rate from registered people to actual viewers? You may want to then think about the number of orders and the conversion rate from viewers to customers. Or if you need to think about new orders from new customers versus repeat orders from existing customers. Classic e-commerce metrics like average order size, average items per order, all important. But then there are some specific metrics for live streaming, things like 
the different watching behaviors. How many product clicks are you getting? What are the reactions? How many comments are you getting? What percent of customers are making comments? And actually, is there any qualitative data from within that comments stream that you may want to take away and analyze afterwards? What's the average watch time? When are people joining? When are people leaving? Why is that? Are there any particular spikes or troughs for orders, comments throughout the show? And again, compare that to the footage. What's going on there? Why is a customer making that decision? Does your data need to be real time? Are you making decisions on the fly? And if so, what are the decisions? And how are you going to know that you need to make a decision? Are you seeing a massive drop off of customers watching live that say, actually, I need to change product. I was going to talk about this product for another five minutes, but we're going to stop. We're going to move on to the next one because people are just not engaging with this. And if you are making a decision on the fly like that, what data is it that is going to support those decisions? And what are the options you have in front of you? And how are you going to choose each of those options? Who is making that decision? Or is it an automated decision based on predetermined intelligence? And how are you going to assess if it was the right decision later on? And afterwards, you're going to need to think about different product categories and did they work or not? How long do you need to have products on screen for? Are there any other patterns that ultimately help you to make a live stream more successful? And equally, with all of that historical data, you can begin to define some rules of thumb to model your future live stream performance as well. So go to town on the data, go to town on the metrics, just like you do on e-commerce. There's so much to get into, and that's how you can really truly start to optimize going forward. Test and learn is gonna be a hugely important part to all of this live streaming, as together we all learn how to optimize. And then the final aspect of the operating model that I'd like you to consider is how are you gonna make it fun? Now, this is going to cross over for a number of different elements in here. But if you remember to the last episode where I described the different forms of video content as a spectrum between entertainment and functional retail, I see live stream shopping more towards the entertainment end. So what is it that you are going to do to add in a spark of entertainment? Link it back to your purpose. Think about the people and how they can add entertainment. Think about the engagement. What is that engagement that is going to be fun? How are you going to bring it out in the content or in other aspects of the production? But go all in with making it fun, making it entertaining. Now, this has been a long episode and there have been so many different aspects of the operating model that we've discussed today. And operating models can become vast and complex pretty quickly especially as you're thinking about more cross-functional ways of working. But you're going to want to be intentional as you define your operating model. You're going to want to make sure you're following a framework to ensure that you catch everything. You're not just trying to guess what's in the operating model and hope that you've caught everything. And it's those sort of frameworks that I apply when I'm working with clients to define new operating models for new businesses, for new propositions, or equally existing operations as well. So if you'd like to talk about building and optimizing your retail operating model, then do get in touch, oliver.banks at obandco.uk or message me on LinkedIn. 
I'll put my email on the show notes, which you'll find at obandco.uk slash 190. And also over on the show notes, I'm going to put three additional episodes to check out. Those three are the last episode, episode 189, called How Livestream Shopping is Changing Retail. Also check out episode 175 with Ben Salmon as we were talking about embracing e-commerce metrics. Towards the end of the episode, we were talking about how important data and metrics are for live streaming. And e-commerce is kind of the poster child, I would suggest, for using metrics in the right way to continually optimize. A great episode there, episode 175 with Ben Salmon. And then finally, take a scroll back into the archives to episode 117, an episode called Are Retail Operating Models Dead? Which they're not, but you do need to think about how you can make them more agile. So do check out that episode as well. All of those, like I say, will be on the show notes at obandco.uk slash 190. Don't forget to sign up for the Retail Transformation Briefing to stay in touch with how retail is evolving and the key trends that are shaping that evolution. So do sign up now. Thank you so much for tuning in today and for sticking with this long episode. Lots of detail, I'm sure. I can't wait to hear your feedback. And of course, I will look forward to joining you on another episode of the Retail Transformation Show very, very soon. Bye for now.